Podcast, your one stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week, we pick some topics or shows to discuss from whatever promotion or whatever topic we feel like discussing that week. Uh, mostly stick to Puro, but occasionally some other piece, other places around the globe whenever it's extra fancy if they have anything we want to talk about. I'm your host, TJ, better known as Aspier, and with me is my co host and darling wife, Caitlin. How's that one to you? I'm not used to that one, but it sounds nice. But, uh, this week, we'll be uh, primarily discussing our favorite matches so far in 2020, who are our front runners for rest of the year, tag of the year, etc. March just ended, so we're a quarter of the year, a quarter of the way through the year, and I think it's a good time to look back and see what we've liked the most so far. Maybe give you all something to watch while we're all cooped up at home right now. Uh, how we're going to do it is we're going to go give our top five men's matches, top five women's matches, top five tag matches, top three shows of the year top three tag teams of the year, top three rest of the year, and then last, and then finally finish with our full top ten match of the year currently. But before we actually get into that, uh, how you been doing, Caitlin? I mean, I've been all right. You know, just working, all that good stuff. As I mentioned on the last episode, uh, Persona 5 came out. Persona, uh, Persona 5 Battle... I say Persona 5 Battle Royale. Persona 5 Royale. That sounds fun, though. Yeah, I'll, we, I'll play a Persona 5 BR game. That'd be interesting. But <laughs> so far, I've sunk like 47 hours into that in a week. So <laughs> basically a second part, uh, second full-time job for me in addition to working from home. So it's been really fun, though. And I'm starting to get into more of the differences in the game. So it's been a lot of fun. You haven't been playing. You haven't really been playing anything other than Animal Crossing, really. Yeah, I was going to say, it's still just Animal Crossing for me. Um, I don't really see that changing for a while unless I get Final Fantasy VII Remake soon. but uh, right now, yeah, it's just Animal Crossing. Yeah, see, I gotta beat uh, Persona 5 so that we can play Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> once that comes out. But something I just bought is uh, Witcher, uh, Witcher 3, so as long as I don't get into that. I haven't started playing it yet, I just bought it, but once I get into that, I'm sure I'll get sunk into that, and hopefully I don't get too bad that I don't finish Persona 5, but I've been playing Persona 5 a lot, so I'm really excited about that. And then other than that, just staying at home like everyone else is, I guess. I'm trying to find some new stuff to watch, but all the stuff that I want to watch on Netflix is unfortunately either in Korean or Japanese. So it's a little hard for me to try and pay attention during work, even though I don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but 
a lot of the time I don't have too much to do, so I'm kind of sitting there anyway. So I'm like, I might as well just start watching some of this stuff. Yeah, I'd like to watch more stuff as I work, but it's like her, like she said, it's like most stuff I want to watch is in like Japanese, so I can't really pay attention to that in work, and I I have to pay attention to my work for the most part. But and like I want to watch some anime as I watch as I um do work, but it's like I don't want to watch the dub for most shows, so. <laughs> And trying to watch subs and uh, do work is kind of impossible for me, but that's why wrestling's good, so I can I can ignore all that and just watch the wrestling. But didn't actually watch a whole lot of classic stuff, unfortunately, this week. But next week, um, for one, I'm going to watch the uh, 2006 uh, Dragon Gate Six Man that everyone raves about. That I think it was like uh, do it was a uh, Fixer versus Blood Generation or Do Fixer versus Blood Generation from Supercard uh, on our 2006. Haven't watched it yet, but. Considering uh, all the hype I've seen about it, I'm sure it'll end up on my uh, recommendation list next week. But for now, uh, I think that's enough small talk. Let's get into the news. And there's a lot of news, mostly bad news. <laughs> uh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, Jordan Heatley from uh, DT had to return home to Australia for family reasons, apparently. Thus, his debut match, which took place on April, f- which took place on April 4th, was also his goodbye match where he faced Konosuke Takashita. I forget who he was supposed to face originally. Do you remember? I don't know why. I know. Was it Higuchi? It might have been Higuchi. I can't really remember. All I know is that once it was, yeah. once we found out it was going to be his goodbye match, they um, had him face Takashita instead. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because that's one of the sh- shows we're going to talk about before we get into the uh, front runner stuff. Uh, next piece of news uh, Wrestle One had their final show on April 1st at Corkin in front of no fans, which is really unfortunate. Uh, it's scheduled to make tape on uh, Gora on uh, April 17th, so check that out once you get the chance, if it interests you. I'll definitely check it out. The uh, main event was a big battle royale with current and past roster members, including Ikemen making his return, and uh, Hiroshi Yamato, and Ryodahama, and Yasufumi Nakanoe, so definitely something cool to check out. Um, as far as uh, where Wrestle One guys are ending up so far, um, Yusuke Kodama, formerly of Wrestle One, is going to take the final spot in the Big Japan Junior Heavyweight Title Number One Contendership Tournament, which I think is great news. I'd love to see him in a tournament like that, but I just hope he doesn't end up in Big Japan because their junior scene's kind of not great, other than uh, Yuya Aoki. So hopefully he's just there as a freelance guy, and then he's going to end up somewhere else. But and then the big news is uh, Shotaro Oshino showed up at All Japan Show yesterday. And declared it's going to be his main battlefield from now on. Uh, at the time, I wasn't really sure if he signed just because of the language they were using, but it seems like the language now is that he's going to be a signed member of the All Japan roster, which is a great get for him, them. I'm curious what his uh, peak's going to be in All Japan. Like, I'd push him to the moon and have him win the title, but I know they're probably not going to do that. But my only hope, really, right now is that uh, if he's not going to lead his own faction, he needs to join Jin. Just don't put him in Purple Haze. I know he's great at being a heel, but he doesn't need to be with Purple Haze. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, for like Russell One-related stuff, uh, Takanori Ito and Andy Wu will appear for All Japan in June, so look forward to that. But now, uh, I think it was yesterday or a day before, uh, Japan announced that they were going to go into a state of emergency. Was that yesterday or today? Or I think it was... Or- they were either discussing it yesterday and they announced it today, or they just announced it today. I don't remember for sure, but I definitely... I do think it was yesterday, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, basically once that uh, hit, 
A ton of promotions started canceling shows. Some of this happened before that state of emergency, but I'm just going to go through all of the cancellations and closings that I can think of that have happened in the past week. Uh, Basara's show at 2AW Square on April 5th was postponed. Uh, All Japan's uh, Champion Carnival was canceled around the same time, but uh, President Fukuda said that Champions Carnival is a major event for them that has a long history in the Japanese pro wrestling world, and so he'd like to make every possible effort to hold it this year, so at least it's more postponed than canceled, I guess. So they're going to try and do it again, which, speaking of that, Ikemen said he's not going to leave Japan until he participates in uh, Champions Carnival, so I guess he's on his... uh. He's extending his goodbye tour. <laughs> kind of has to because of the virus. But um, also, All Japan canceled their uh, Okinawa triple shot in May from uh, May 8th to May 10th. Noah started canceling even more shows, including two shows in Corkin and uh, two shows in Yokohama at the end of the month, plus another show in May. DDT's canceled all their shows from the 25th of April to the 10th. And this included a Tokyo Joshi uh, March 11th show. That was canceled, but they also did announce today that they will be doing, I think it's like weekly TV. Yeah, they said something about having a um, weekly TV show. I don't know what that entails right now, but we'll see what happens there. If it means we're basically getting Manji Manji back, I'm excited for that. Ooh. That was like the best wrestling TV show ever. So I know DDT can uh, do well. Like, the thing with Manji Manji is they had a crowd there, but I think DDT will be able to do a weekly TV with no fans. Probably do it better than WWE does. <laughs> but, um, Stardom's also canceled all their shows through May 6th, which isn't entirely surprising since, uh, Oda Ward Gymnasium announced, like, they were gonna be closed all of April, so that means they're not gonna do their big Oda Ward show at the end of the month. Cork and Hall is also canceled, or, uh, um, uh, canceled all shows, or closed down or whatever, but for all April and I think part of May, which is why a lot of these are happening because if you can't run Cork and that's the big money show for like all these promotions, so if you can't do it, then what's the point? And la- uh, no, just not even lastly, uh, Big Japan has been able unable to reschedule their canceled strong climb matches, which led to them all being ruled a draw. The semifinals were originally scheduled for uh, April twelfth. Which were going to be uh, Daichi, Hashimoto, Daichi Hashimoto versus Daisuke Sakamoto, which would be a rematch for the uh, a rematch of the past uh, Big Japan title match from Yokohama like a month last month, and then uh, Quiet Storm versus Jake Lee, and then the winner would face in the finals. But they uh, canceled the rest of the tour in Hokkaido and rescheduled the Ikatosen uh, finals to June 29th. So that's a long way to wait for that. And then we're pretty much now expecting them to start running shows May 16th, but that means that uh, their Endless Survivor show is gonna also going to be canceled, which is right now scheduled to take place 5-5, but who knows. And then the last cancellation postponement news is uh, the DT Damnation show, which was meant to take place on April 7th, is now moved to uh, June 23rd. And that's it for all the bad news, I guess, <laughs> and cancellations. The last two pieces of news I want to talk about is uh, Orca Udo from Big Japan. He uh, left and is now a freelancer. So I I don't really have an opinion on him. So I can't really say whether it's a good or bad thing, whether he's going to go freelance. But I guess he wasn't enjoying Big Japan and wants to try somewhere else. And then the last piece of news is uh, OWE announced this week that they're going to begin live streaming shows on Fight TV starting uh, 
April 8th at 11 a.m. Eastern. And you, you can figure out your time zones there. I'm not dealing with that, but definitely check that out. And if you want to catch up on what they've been doing this entire time, they have uh, 44 episodes of the TV posted on YouTube. I'm not completely called it myself either. but And a lot of them are, if you've watched the OWE shows in Japan, like the Shinjuku shows and all that, a lot of them are on the YouTube as part, as episodes. So you might be able to skip around a little bit and just watch what you want. But it's definitely a fun time to watch, and it's something to throw on once while you're doing other stuff because we all got uh, time to kill right now. But uh, that's it for news, and I want to try and quickly talk about what's airing this week. Uh, took Achi. Uh, Tokyo Joshi aired uh, live on DT Universe on uh, April 3rd, which we watched. It was a fun show. You you enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that one. Uh, DT aired live on DT Universe on April 4th. We, we're going to discuss that here in a little bit. The uh, Noah March 22nd show aired on DT Universe that same day, which was main evented by Minoru Tanaka and Naomichi Marafuji versus uh, Axis. Uh, Go Shizaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima. Wait, that's not correct. Wait, no, oh, that's right. I'm stupid. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, the uh, Noah April fifth uh, show aired live on DC Universe, which is the beginning of a uh, global tag league, which we'll talk about in a minute. Which was main evented by Kaito Kiyomiya and Shuhei Tanaguchi versus Naomichi Marafuji and Masaki Mochizuki. The uh, Noah show from uh, April 7th aired live on DC Universe as well, which we're also going to talk about, which was main evented by Takashi Sugiura and Hideki Sekine versus Daisuke Sekimoto and Imamura. And then uh, lastly for Noah on March, not March 10th, April 10th, that third night of a uh, global tag league will air on DC Universe, which will be main evented by Naomichi Marafuji and Masaki Mojizuki versus Keno and Masakita Mita. The All Japan show from uh, April 6th aired live on All Japan TV, which we haven't gotten a chance to check out ourselves, but from all accounts, it sounds like it was a great show, especially the main event. The uh, 2AW show from March 25th, their Cork and Hall show, aired on Samurai on um, April 5th, main evented by Shu Asakawa, defending the title against Yuji Okabayashi, and was, the semi-main was Ayoto Yoshida and Tenka Nagai, defending the tag titles against Chango and Kaiji Tomato. And then uh, YMZ, sh- YMZ March 20th aired on Nika Pro on April 7th, which was main evented by a cosplay six-man tag team match between <laughs> Hikaru Sato, Kakeru, Kakeru Sakaguchi, and Kaori Yonayama versus Hiroe, Kuishinbo Kamen, and Makoto. And then lastly, uh, the Basara March 24th show will air on Nika Pro. On April 9th, main evented by Masahiro Takanashi versus Fuminori Abe, which we mentioned a while ago. Didn't end well. In the uh, semi-main was Sento Minzoku, Daiki Shimamura, and Isami Kodaka versus Sparky, Naoki Tanizaki, and Ryota Nakatu. So excited to check that one out. But that's all it's airing this week. And April's looking like a bit of a dry month, so... Strap in for that, everybody. But before we get into all the... uh, year-end award front-runner stuff. There were a couple shows we wanted to talk about, which include the first two nights of Noah's Global Tag League and the DDT show from April 4th. We're going to start off with the uh, Noah Global Tag League uh, show one, which took place on April 5th. The two-show card 
with uh, first we got a block B match with Akitoshi Saito and Masa Masao and Inoue defeating uh, Axes Go Shiozaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima in seventeen twenty. I wish I had something more to say about this, but I really don't. Like, the match was good enough, but also just nothing really special happened in it to me. It was interesting that uh, Saito ended up picking up the win over Go. Kind of an upset in general to begin with, but uh, Go eating the pin is kind of a big deal, since he's champ and all. Do you have anything to say about it? Yeah, I feel the same way, which sucks, because, like, I don't. you probably have noticed, but now I'm a big Axis person. So it kind of sucked that this was just just okay nothing special or anything but i knew what the results were coming into this but i didn't know go got pinned so that definitely surprised me at the end so that's that's something to keep in mind there i guess you have a feeling that's probably gonna be like axis's only loss yeah maybe one more i forget how many teams are on this off the top of my head i think it's like eight yeah i think it's eight yeah i think it's eight total so yeah they'll have two more matches so yeah i don't think they're gonna lose but It'll be a lot of tiebreakers and all that, but uh, the uh, the main event of the show was the block A action between Masaki Mojizuki and Naomichi Marafuji defeating Kaito Kiyomiya and Shuhei Tanaguchi in 16-02. A uh, really good match here, and it flew by, too. Like I was really surprised when they called the 10-minute mark. I like Kaito and Tanaguchi deciding to just take out Mochi's legs after Kaito was on the receiving end of his vicious kicks. Very smart strategy, if you know anything about uh, Mochizuki. Uh, Tanaguchi got a lot of shine in this match, and he delivered in, his, in the moments he had. I thought he looked really good here, and but he still ended up eating the pin. But if you're in a match with uh, Kaito and Shuhei on that, I think uh, Tanaguchi's going to be the one eating the pin. I don't think Kaito is. Yeah, this one was really good. This was definitely my favorite one from this night. I mean, there's only two total matches. But, um, yeah, I definitely like the leg work that they did throughout the match. That was That was really good. Honestly, I didn't take a whole lot of notes for the Noah shows because I think most of the time this was either during work or after work. But I do remember that I really liked this match, though. So uh, The next show is uh, night two of the Global Tag League from uh, April 7th. Uh, the first match was uh, El Hiodo Wagner Jr. and Rene Dupree defeating Keno and Mata Kitamiya don't have the time because uh cage match hasn't posted it so sorry i can't tell you what that was but it was kind of interesting uh heel versus heel match i thought renee and wagner were like surprisingly worked well together but i think renee is just a really good tag wrestler in general after i got to see him a bit with uh kumo arashi last year if that was any indication of how he is but wasn't he in, like wasn't he like a tag champ or something in dota e2 yes oh uh, shit what were they called oh my god was it oh, legionnaires or something like that. Oh, Wasn't it like some foreign tag team like, crap? Yeah, it was like a Canadian, you know, like French show, whatever the fuck it was. I feel like it was Legionnaires, but let me check this. What is it? I can't even find La it. Resistance. La Resistance. Okay. There we go. La yeah. Resistance. I don't know where I'm getting Legionna- Legionnaires from, but... Yeah, you got the L part, right? So yeah. That's but, right, but yeah, he's... Either way, he's a good tag team wrestler, so... And uh, the finish was really cool with, um, uh, they did this really cool tag maneuver for the finish where uh, Wagner did a running charge onto Keno in the corner while Renee did a splash off the top rope over the running Wagner onto Kitamiya to pin him. Well, he hit another move and pinned him, but still, that was a really cool move. Do you have anything to say about it? Oh, I like this one too, but yeah, 
you know, since you hadn't really seen Renee much, I already knew he was a good tag worker, <laughs> so, um, not much to really say, but it was, it was a good match. I like this one. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, like, I haven't watched, like, any, like, old Dota shit, really, <laughs> like, I think I started watching Dota in, like, 2010, 2011, and we've barely gone back to watch much stuff, especially since we don't have the network anymore, but even then, like, I think we've watched, like, some old Rumbles and shit. So I've barely seen Rene Dupree outside of his stuff in Japan. I think, like, the oldest I went back to when we did have the network was maybe, like, um, probably closer to when I was starting to watch. Like, 20, or 2015, or not 2015, 2005. I don't really go back past then, so. But either way, Rene looked good in this match. I think Wagner's really come into his own as a guy in Noah, especially since his uh, N1 victory wasn't all that great, but I think he's kind of figured out what his role is here, and he did well, and then Congo's Congo. You like him or you don't, I, don't, I can't really tell you how to feel, but uh, the next match, uh, 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 Takashi Sugiura and Shrek, Hideki, uh, Shrek Sekine <laughs> defeated uh, Imamura and Daisuke Sakamoto. Don't have the time again. Uh, started off hot with Shrek and Imamura just running into each other, which is basically kind of the theme of the match. Big, strong guys beating the shit out of each other. So, of course, it was fun to watch. I don't think they did anything, like, groundbreaking, groundbreaking or anything, yeah. But they it was fun to watch, so you can't really complain about it. But Yeah, like you said, nothing groundbreaking, but it was just fun to watch big dudes beat the fuck out of each other. So, I mean, you can't go wrong there at all. So, uh, so far, which match of these four do you think was the best one? I think I still like um, Night 1, the main event, with Kaito and Marafuji and all them. I'm kind of between that and then the Wagner and Renee match. I really enjoyed that one a lot. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm fucking memeing myself because I love the team of Wagner and Renee. But <laughs> I don't know. I thought they worked really well in, obviously, in the main event last over the first night. All of them were great, because I, lo- I love all the guys in the ring, so what's there to complain about? But, uh, really excited to get into, uh, night three on Friday, and see how this goes, since, uh, some of the shows that got canceled were the two Corkins, where the finals of, uh, Tag League were gonna take place, so I guess they're just not gonna have fans for the uh, finals and do it on TV set, too, so... We'll see what happens, I guess. But I'm just happy they're kind of running it in general, so we have something to watch. Since I'm not one of the people that doesn't enjoy these No People shows, I don't mind them for the most part. But next show we want to talk about is the uh, DT Universe Live April Fool 2020 from April 4th. Uh, just an overview of the whole sh- the show as a whole. I love this show <laughs> a lot. It had some. If you're into DDT comedy, I think this is probably, like, one of the best shows of the year for them. If you're not, you probably won't like this show, so keep that in mind, but... But, but the main event was really solid wrestling-wise, so, I mean, you're just gonna either have to skip to that or deal with the comedy bullshit. Yeah, it's like, I think DDT hasn't had the best year so far. They've had some great matches, like, most of, uh... Tanaka's uh, title reign, like all of those matches have been great, but it's just like in general I don't think they've had any big shows and then one of their big shows that they were able to have was Judgment and it wasn't as big as Judgment usually is and by this time this year usually I have like a ton of no or DDT matches that I love and uh, shows of the year and all that kind of nonsense but 
a little bit of spoiler from for later. I don't know if I really have any DDT stuff other than a few things, but especially not show of the year. But who knows? Well, I do. <laughs> but either way, definitely, uh, I think this is a show to check out. The uh, first match was the aforementioned uh, Konosuke Takashita versus Jordan Heatley match with uh, Takashita defeating Heatley in 11-27. I thought Jordan's gear was really cool. I like, I like the white. And his music was good, too. And apparently Chris gave Jordan his knee pads, which he beat Takashita for the Universal title in for good luck. And I I don't think it worked here. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he had too much luck here. Um, sadly, um, I think Jordan really got beat the hell up here for the most part. I mean, he got good offense in. He did get all good offense in at some point. But this was basically, yeah, just Takashita pretty much laying into him. But it. It's funny because my first notes were the exact same thing. I liked his gear and I liked his music. <laughs> yeah, and I liked how he was kind of like trying to focus on Takashita's leg early on, but then Takashita was like, no, nah, you're just a rookie. I'm going to put you away. <laughs> but um, I did like uh, Jordan tried to like put him in a wall to Takashita, which I was really cool. And the finish was really nasty looking. <laughs> but uh, match is good enough. I hope we see uh, Jordan come back one day soon because... Obviously, it's really the first time we've seen him. Like we've seen him in like some of the exhibition matches for the um, you know, people shows in the dojo, but he looked well enough here, and he can only get better. So I'm excited to see when, when, if he returns. I think it'd be a good addition to the roster. Yeah, I hope whatever's going on with his family or whatever the situation may be gets taken care of, and I hope you know he does come back at some point because I really would like to see him back here. Uh, the next match was a two-on-one handicap match. Kazusada Higuchi defeated Hideki Okatani and Keigo Nakamura in six twenty-two. I love this match so much. It was <laughs> amazing. It was awesome. Like Higuchi killed these guys. <laughs> like the 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 sound of Higuchi's chops in this were just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Keigo was looking awesome in this too, obviously because he always does. But and him and uh, Okatani had some good t- teamwork, but uh, ultimately it didn't really work out for them. But they kept trying it, which was cool. Like, this was the longest six-minute match ever, and not in a bad way. It just, it feels like they put so much into a short match, and I don't know, it was just awesome, and uh, (laughs) I'm sort of getting over Okatani's gear a little bit, but it's still not great, (laughs) but he's showing me a little bit more every time I see him, so I'm excited to keep watching him. I have not gotten over his gear. I will still tell him to change it, like, every fucking episode. But no, like you said, this was really, really, really good. Good short match. You know, it didn't even feel like six minutes. I was like, what the hell? Six minutes? But yeah, Higuchi beat the shit out of them. <laughs> uh, Kago had some really stiff-ass kicks, though. I have to give him credit for that. His kicks are hella good. Um, yeah, but also, like you mentioned, these two work really well together. So I'm excited to see what more these young boys have in store for us. Yeah, like I was kind of riding the um, for my Wrestle One boys and their them being the best rookies, but I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards I think uh, I think Hago is like the best rookie in Japan right now, male wise. I'm not gonna talk about Joshi, but um, yeah, he's excellent. So I'm excited to keep watching him. Uh, the next match was a six man tag team match, all out. Akido and Shun Makatsumata and Yukio Naya defeated Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, Mad Polly, and Soma Takao. In uh, 841, 
before the match, Sasaki was sitting outside of like a door in a hallway crying, and Somo was just like, confused. He came, he opened the door, looked inside, and just started screaming. <laughs> and then uh, Polly came out on a rampage immediately once the match started, where with a uh, red face paint, which apparently meant he was in uh, heat or something, and he was super angry and super horny, and. Uh, he immediately came in and started like attacking all the guys, but um, while Soma and Saki were waiting on the entryway, um, but once they he knocked everyone out, they got in and they got attacked too. But um, I couldn't even tell you what actually happened in the in the in the in the ring in this match. Like all I could think I was watching was Polly and what he was doing. Like he dragged Akito back with him backstage, and then he just started hearing screaming, and then he saw Akito and Lindemann both up on top of the balcony crying out for help. And uh, Akito almost made it away into the ring, but Polly dragged him back out of the ring and took him outside. And then you just hear rattling from the garage door. <laughs> but in the end, uh, Polly returned and he threw Akito into Naya. Akito got Polly to take out the rest of Damnation, and then they submitted. Po- uh, then he submitted Polly with an assist from Naya. And this match is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like you said, this was just funny all around. I cannot really tell you what was happening in ring wise because I was too busy trying to um <laughs> figure out where the hell Polly went and what the fuck he was doing. But this one was really funny. I was pretty much laughing the whole time. So if you like comedy stuff, definitely check this one out. Yeah, it's like you'd have Shunma and Soma like in the ring actually doing moves and stuff, and I'm just like I hear Akito screaming, and then it <laughs> shows him up on the balcony, and I'm just like, what? Fucking Linda is like, no. Yeah, no, I was like Linda is like. We're part of Damn Hearts. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but yeah, that, I was just laughing the whole match. Uh, the next match was part of uh, Saki Akai's Okibariyasu 7-match series. Which, uh, it was match number 5. This one was actually... I don't know if it was taped or live or what, but it was in the dojo. And it was... Um, Siri defeated her in uh, eight and a half minutes. Or eight and a half minutes, eight minutes. It started off with like stick, stick, uh, stiff kicks. Uh, a super fast pace, which I appreciated. And uh, Siri just started trying to rip off Saki's arm. Uh, Saki tried to stop her from locking in the arm bar, but ultimately failed. And uh, Saki went on a kicking spree, but Siri caught her leg and was able to t- was able to take her down into another arm bar. But then Saki was able to catch a kick of her own and turn it into an ankle lock. But in the end, uh, Siri tapped her out, and it was a really great match. Probably like the best match of uh, Saki's uh, trial series so far, I think. Yeah, I agree. I do think this was probably her best uh, trials match here. Like you said, definitely, there was a lot of stiff, the kicks were so fucking stiff, oh my god. The fast pace, I really enjoyed, because, you know, sometimes when they get a little slow, I start to, I start to, uh, you know, not pay attention quite as much, <laughs> but this was really great, um, if you're gonna check out anything, check this one out for sure. And then, uh, after the match, it was announced that her, uh, next match in her seven match series will be against Sayoriano, which I'm super excited for, take place, uh, May 5th? Oh, wait, that probably got canceled. Oh, fuck. I don't know. We'll see what they do, but I'm sure they'll still end up having this match, if it, even if it's in the dojo. But hopefully, this uh, gets worked out in Japan before um, Peter Pan, because I'm really interested to see who was Sayori, or not Sayori, who Saki Akai's uh, last opponent in her trial series is going to be, which is supposed to happen to Peter Pan. But, uh,. We'll see, I guess. Uh, the next match was a tag team match. Uh, Chris Brooks and Don Shokodino versus Moonlight Express, Mao, and Mike Bailey, which ended in no contest in 1356. 
uh, it started off with a video package where Bailey was trying to go to the bathroom. He's trying to take a shit, and then Dino tried to follow him in. And he he just started screaming at him, <laughs> and eventually just like ran away. And like when he came out for the match, he was still so pissed off. Mal tried to calm him down with a rubber duck. He was doing his best to hold Bailey back during uh, Dino and Chris's entrances. He specifically told uh, Dino not to touch his penis. And of course, he immediately did once they were in the ring. So Bailey lost his fucking mind and just kept yelling at people to shut the show down. And Mal finally got tagged in. And he, he I thought he said that, uh, told Dino not to touch his dick either. But apparently he said to, that he told him not to touch his dick. And if he touched his, or he, Bailey told him not to touch his dick. And if you touch Mal's dick, it'll just piss off Bailey more. So instead, he just ass fucked him, and Bailey got pissed again. <laughs> and basically, this match was uh, just Bailey being pissed off. Like uh, Brooks and uh, Mal did some actual wrestling, which is really cool. But then he flipped off Bailey, and Bailey got pissed again, and just started choking out Brent, uh, Chris. And um. They started uh doing other stuff and ended up being on the um on the apron where Bailey hit a burning hammer on Dino off the apron, which was followed up by uh Mal hitting a uh Canadian destroyer on Brooks off the apron. And while they were, everyone was laid out, um Dino got up on the front ro- top rope to do uh his usual uh, asshole spot. But of course, uh Chris grabbed some uh hand sanitizer and Made sure to sanitize uh, Dino's asshole before anyone got ran into it. <laughs> oh my god, this was too funny. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the ending portion here? Oh yeah. Well first, um, I want to mention that Brooks went through all this trouble to sanitize uh, Dino's ass. And then he ended up being the one oh, ran yeah. into it. <laughs> but um, The match and those more stuff that happened, including um, Bailey and uh, Mal trying to uh, crush Dino's dick with a garage door. But uh, the end of the match end came with basically all of the guys getting shoved into a van while Dino fucked them while Kago drove away. And then the ref, Ref Matsui called for the no contest, shut the gate with like the most like saddened face on his like on, look on his face. And then. He got into the ring, called the match, and just bowed an apology to everybody. <laughs> it was <just> amazing. <laughs> this was an actual fucking experience. <laughs> um, Bailey really fucking had me cracking up. His do not touch his penis thing was just super fucking hilarious. The whole thing was funny. Matt was so cute with his little rubber ducky on the stick. It was too cute. Um, the whole thing where they were just throwing each other off, you know, into the um into the pads on the floor was fucking great. All of it was really fucking great. So, again, if you like comedic wrestling, this is this is definitely one to check out. Then the uh, next match is for the DDT Extreme title. It was a no-move, no-life rules match between Shinya Aoki, uh, where he defeated Makoto Oishi in 12.09. The rules for the match were uh, one-minute phases switch between move and don't-move phases regular finishes, and lost point rules. Basically, you lose points when you move during a don't-move phase, and if you lose three points, you lose the match. But this also included um, some uh, pinfalls and submissions, I think. But in the end, it was really just a red-light-green-light match. 
and it started off with it was kind of like a spoof of Go and Fujita to start. It's like them like just staring at each other even though they could move, which is great. Uh, finally, at the five minutes, they uh, locked up for the first time, but it went to Red at a bad position for Aoki, and he kind of just fell, leading to him losing a point. Once it could move again, they brought it outside, but when it went to Red, Oishi was trying to get Aoki in the ring, so he cheated and pinched his ass to make Aoki move. So at this point, it was three to one. Then they just went to doing moves and shit, and it went to red when Oishi was mid-dive from the top rope, and he ended up saying, fuck it, and just hit the move anyway, losing a point. Then on the next red light, he said, screw it again, and drop-kicked Aoki, losing his second point. And so now they were both at one. And then the, finally, the finish was just amazing with Aoki. He had Oishi rolled up with a, in a pin, but then it turned red. Matsui asked if, Ref Matsui asked if uh, he should count, throw a pin. And started to do so. And at this point, either Oishi was going to get pinned, or if he kicked out, he'd lose. He ended up kicking out, so he lost, and Aoki retained, and just a fun match. Yeah, this was a whole lot of fun here, you know, despite reading the rules and just being like, what the hell? But like you said, this was a very advanced uh, game of red light, green light. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this was basically the I'm just about to start staring motherfuckers kind of match at first. But no, it was really good. That finish was phenomenal. That's how you finish something like this. <laughs> really good stuff. And then uh, afterward, Aoki announced his next challenger would be uh, Keigo Nakamura. Yeah. He asked Keigo if he'd accept it, and Keigo was just being all polite, and he's just like, you don't need to be a polite uh, accept so immediately, <laughs> basically. But um, I'm really excited for that. I'm I'm genuinely so curious on what the match step's going to be. I have no clue, but I'm so excited for it because Kago is going to thrive in this shit. And then uh, finally, the main event was for the KOD six-man tag team titles. El Lindemann, T-Hawk, and Tetsuya Endo defeated Disaster Box, Harashima, Naomi Oshimura, and Yuki Ueno in 1602. Uh, really great match. Ueno and Endo kicked things off, showing off their acrobatics. Lindemann kept trying to knock down Naomi, but exhausted himself running the ropes. So he just got annoyed with it and just started stomping Naomi's foot. He tried body slamming Naomi, but Naomi just fell on him. Uh, T-Hawk distracted the ref so that Lindemann could spray uh, sanitizer all over Ueno's face. And then him and Endo just started ro- running uh, Goto Hashi into him. Endo put Ueno up on the shoulder so he could drop him towards T-Hawk for an assisted Cerberus, which looked awesome. And then the final few minutes were just excellent stuff. Um, great ending to the show. Yeah, this was a really good matchup here. I definitely like the starting combo of Ueno and Endo because, you know, they're just flipping around and shit. But it was really, really good. Everything here was just really, really solid stuff. Another one to check out. But that's it for the uh, sh- actual shows we want to talk about. Uh, next, we're going to get into our um, year-end award frontrunners. Tell you who we think have been doing the best so far this year, which promotions have been doing the best, and uh, maybe give you something new to watch if you don't follow as much as we watch, but or as much as I watch. I watch a little bit more than she does, but she's uh, watching more now because of this. You don't put anything on the TV, so I don't watch it. As we said at the beginning of the show, we'll uh, go through each category and discuss for a little brief second on uh, why we chose these matches, people, etc. 
Uh, the first category we're going to go through is uh, top five men's matches of the year. And uh, I'll go through my list first. And uh, my number one men's match of the year. Watch this is go um, uh, bottom to top. Just go each one. Yeah. So uh, my uh, number five match is uh, Harashima versus Masada Tanaka from uh, DDT Sweet Dreams 2020 on uh, January 26th. I think so far this has been uh, Tanaka's best match of his title reign, which was the match where he won the title. And just a great way to kick off this amazing reign of his. And I don't know, him and Harashima are just great in the ring together. Like their DO uh, match last year was amazing too. So definitely something to check out. What's your number five, Caitlin? My number five was Hiromu and um, Ryu or Dragon Lee, whichever you want to put. Um, I don't really want to say like a top five because I love all of these matches. This one, you know, I'm going to be biased, of course. I'm going to have Hiromu like <laughs> in the top whenever I can. But this one was really good because, you know, we've been waiting for this since like whenever the fuck that horrible injury happened. Um, a lot of physicality here. They did not hold back. They just went as hard as they fucking could. You know, the whole chop battle, fucking amazing. Really good stuff. If you didn't watch this one, go check it out. Uh, my number four men's match was uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Kazuchika Okada from New Japan Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 from January 5th. I thought this was Okada's best title match in forever, forever. especially in this current, in that reign. That was his best match. And Naito, yeah. Naito is on top of his game, as always. And. Just another way for Naito to prove all y'all that think he's washed is wrong, that you're wrong. But I love this match, and it was definitely the best title match of all of Wrestle Kingdom. But uh, yeah, it's awesome match, and I'm I wish it would have happened sooner. Naito beating Okada, but I'll take what I can. So, and now he's finally beaten his uh record for most days with the title, even though it's mostly because of the pandemic. But I'll take it. What's your number four, Caitlin? My number four is also Naito and Okada. <laughs> um, I don't need, like, the match itself, you know, was fucking awesome. But I think it was just the fact that Naito actually finally, finally won. After waiting God knows how many years we wanted this, he finally did it. I think, uh, you know, I'm not even going to bring up the, the last of it because whatever. I still wish we got the roll call, but... It made Kenta a big heel, so forget that. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen this one, yeah, definitely, definitely watch this one. My number three men's match of the year is Hiromu Takahashi versus Ryu Lee from New Japan, New Japan New Beginning in Osaka 2020 from February 9th. She already pretty much said everything about it. Like, I love the chop battle at the beginning. Like, their chests were red as fuck. And, um,. It was such a different way to start one of the matches because it's like their matches are pretty much flippy, flippy, flippy from the beginning, and mm -hmm. it kind of just showed Haramu's got a new uh, level to his uh, level or his new. Um, how much say? It? I guess like uh, wrestling moveset. moveset. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure that's where you were going, but that was yeah. Like he's kind of going more the Power Junior route than the Flippy Junior route lately, which I'm really excited about to see how he can do that, but. I don't mean he ain't doing no flips because he did a ton of flips in this match. So it's like he's kind of going more like the Shingo route as Junior, I guess. That's a good way of thinking about it. I actually didn't think that way. But now that you say that, that was definitely more like a Shingo type 
kind of shit, but you know, it still had that Hiromu flair to it. Yeah, a lot of the moves uh, Hiromu and Ryu did, I don't think uh, Shingo about to do because he's not that stupid and he's kind of older. But um, hey. what's your? No, I said your number three. Did I? Okay, what's your number three, Caitlin? My number three was Harashima and uh, Masato Tanaka, or Tanaka, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, again, like, you pretty much covered everything. It was just it was just so fucking good. You couldn't take your eyes off of it. Then my number two match is uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Shotaro Oshino from the Wrestle 1 Tour 2020 Wrestle 1, or W Impact, from uh, February 12th. Probably the last Wrestle 1 title match we're ever going to see since fucking... Uh, Oda Ward didn't make tape, but I love this match. Like, it would have been better if there were a little more people in the crowd, obviously, but that's Wrestle 1 for you. But Nakajima got the crowd hot, ready. Like, they hated him and they wanted Ashino to win. And just the atmosphere in the match was great. And just the in ring action was awesome, too. So, just love this match and rip Wrestle 1, I guess. <laughs> uh, what's your number two? First, damn, I want to go back and watch that now because. I like Nakajima and shit, and I want to see more Ashino. But um, my number two match was, <laughs> I don't, I, you probably have no idea what number two is. It was just Hiromu and Will, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. Um, This one was really just, like, obviously the in-ring action was really good. They did their typical flippy floppy bullshit, but the storytelling during it was was really, really good, you know. They fucking had you on every kind of fucking um, false finish, whatever. It was just really good. You know, it made me emotional because it was his real, his, I guess you want to say his first big match back. I don't really consider the Korku and Tags his first big matches back, but whatever. And just to see him with the title again made me really happy. So I really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, that was up there for me for most of the year, too. It's hard because there's been a lot of good stuff, so it's like, I can see why you knocked it down, but yeah. Yeah, like, it was definitely, like, one of the more emotional matches I've watched this year, just because both of us are such big Hiromu fans. Like, he's my favorite wrestler ever, to be honest, and, yeah, <laughs> and like, he finally made his big return and won the title, and, like, the only, really the biggest knocks on this match are that Osprey botched a couple things, and even then, like... I didn't notice it live. I didn't notice it really until uh, people told me I saw gifts and shit like that online. And I don't know, like that's, I guess that's part of why I knocked it down. But in general, I just think there's been so much good stuff this year that it couldn't hold up. I don't give a shit about that. I don't care. I don't fucking care. And then finally, um, my number one match of the year, uh, or not match of the year, my number one top, my, my, sure? my uh, top five Number one men's match of the year. <laughs> Go Chiyazaki versus Kazuyuki Fujita from Pro Wrestling Noah 20th Anniversary. Noah the Chronicle Volume 2 from March 29th. We talked about this match last week, so I won't go too much into it. But I just thought they had this a special match that I don't think anyone can really duplicate, even though I'm sure people are going to try it. But just the atmosphere in that match and just the ring once they actually wrestled <laughs> was great. And I, just, I love this match. and. One of my favorite matches so far this year, maybe in a long time. My number one was also Go in Fujita. Again, like he said, we've talked about this one before. It's just a very special match. Something that 
I don't see happening much in the next few years. I really don't think it should happen in the next few years because I think this circumstance was so special that you can't really pull it off, especially with a live crowd. But the actual wrestling itself, when they got into it, was so, so, so good. It's, it's just a match you have to experience. Just everything is an experience with this one. Just, uh, if you haven't watched it yet or haven't listened to our last episode, hopefully you haven't seen the finish or anything about it. Go watch it unspoiled if you can. <laughs> but definitely a match to go out of your way to see regardless. Then next we're going to talk about our uh, top five women's matches so far this year. Let's start off with you, Caitlin. What's your number five? Since I haven't watched quite as much Joshi this year as you have, or just women in general, but, you know. Um, I put my number five with Mayu and Hana from the Cinderella tournament. It was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. Of course, you know, it's not like some otherworldly match but it was just a really fun match like they really went hard for the time that they did and the finish was just the finish was great to you know protect both of them so i really liked that one i just realized i didn't update my list because i have a new uh number one so um but um let's just go with my number my new number five was uh Kagetsu and Mayu Iwatani versus Jungle Kiona and Momo Watanabe from the start of ninth anniversary in Osaka from January 26th. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the pod, but I loved Kagetsu's retirement tour, basically, and this was a highlight of it. This, I think this was her last match in stardom officially as a roster member, and it was just like, it was. yeah, like she had a like a one of those regular Joshi send-offs where they do like a battle royale and stuff, but I don't think she was actually a roster member still at that point, but either way, this match was really awesome, and it's definitely something to go check out if you have a Stardom World. What's your uh, number four? You weren't as high on this one as I was, but my number four was uh, Mako, Satomura, and Dash Chisako versus Sare and Natsumi Maki. I really like this one. <laughs> I know, I know, you don't, you probably won't like it as much as I do. But I thought all the women worked really well together in this one. Um, it was just a fun tag match. What can I say? Yeah, I, re- I mean, I really enjoyed that one, too. It's just like, I don't know if it's a hot take or anything, but I don't think Jochi's been as hot so far this year as usual, at least up to this point. But the problem, another problem is that um, just all the, all the situations going on, it's like hard for some of them to put on all this stuff. And I don't know. But... I do think that's the issue because it's like, I just, I don't know. I feel like not, yeah. I do think the situation really has hurt Joshi because it seemed, it was off to a pretty good start. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, well, we can't have any shows. So there's like nothing there really. But um, as far as my number four goes, it was uh, Natsumi Maki versus Sari from uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro 20 from January 4th. A fun match. I need to go right and rewatch this one to be honest. But watching it live, I enjoyed this so much, and it was hard hitting. And not to be a Maki's one of my uh, girls to watch. Like she's usually she can usually have great matches with people, and it's just fun to watch her. And then sorry, sorry, everyone knows she's good. So I don't know, fun match or great match, I should say. But what's your uh, number three? 
Um, I put Kagetsu in uh, Chihiro Hashimoto. I thought it was really, really good. Hard-hitting shit, of course, you know. Nothing else expected from that. Um, just, just really, really good stuff there. And then my uh, number three match of the year is uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Takumi Iroha from Start on the Way to Major League 2020, February 8th. I thought this was going to last up there a while as one of my favorite Joshi matches this year, but then my last two matches came out. And I, this match was awesome. Mayu was, she her selling was incredible in this. Like this whole match, like it felt almost like an extended squash. Like Iroha was just beating the shit out of her the entire match, and Mayu selling and it was great. She was dead near the end. It felt like, and I don't know, it was just an incredible match. One of the best starter matches in a while. Go your number two. My number two is Mayu and Takumi. Basically, like you said, Mayu looked. Well, she got wrecked, basically, the entire match. And Takumi was just fucking phenomenal. Uh, just really, really great stuff overall. This was probably going to be my number one until, you know, my number one came along. And uh, my number two was uh, Mako Satomura versus Kagetsu from Kagetsu's Retirement Show on February 24th. Just the atmosphere of this match made it. And, like, it was incredible in ring anyway, but it's, like, the atmosphere and knowing this was Kagetsu's last match ever. It just, it hit you, and it was just amazing. I don't know how to describe it, really, but it's, like, it's definitely a match you need to go out of your way to see, especially if you're a fan of Kagetsu. Yeah, this was actually my number one match overall. The emotion on both of their faces, especially Kagetsu, when they first come out, is just, it's so sombering because you're just like, oh, my God, she's actually retiring. She's she's fucking done. But just the in-ring work was just absolutely beautiful. You don't really get much better than this. I don't, well, with the current situation, I don't know what's going to be much better. Well, I mean, obviously he has one, but I know what it is, <laughs> and I haven't watched it yet. So I have to check it out and see if I think it's better than Kagetsu and uh, Mako. Yeah, because my number one is from Zero One, not a Joshi promotion. <laughs> it's... uh. Mayumi Ozaki and Sayoriano versus Achikong and Hiroyo Matsumoto for the Blast Queen title. It was a Super Plasma death Blast death match. <laughs> and it was like all of your uh, Beast Friend versus Ozaki gun shit just turned up to 11 and throw in the Blast death uh, the Blast Bat. And it was just, I don't know, it was fun. It, it was like one of my favorite matches so far this year. But even just, even in general, it's not Joshi. And. I don't know if if you like Oz Academy or can deal with all the Oz Academy stuff. I definitely think this is a match you need to go out of your way to see. Like we're just talking strictly wrestling, like in ring, all that work rate nonsense. Kagetsu and Mako is definitely my match of the year for women. But if I'm just talking like what match did I enjoy the most so far this year, it was definitely this one. So it's definitely something to go out of your way to see. And I meant to add this on my list or at least maybe work it in or whatever, but there's another match I want to give a little honorable mention to, which was from uh, Seedlean March 10th. It was a Seedlean Beyond the Sea title match. Arisa Nakajima versus Rina Yamashita. It's like a 15-minute match, but it's fun as hell sprint. Great. I love these two. and it, I know they have a better match in them, obviously, but for what they were trying to do, it was awesome, and it's definitely something to go check out. 
Uh, next, we're going to discuss our top three shows of the year. I'll go first with my number three pick, which is the 01-19th anniversary March 1st show, which had the um, 01 title match between uh, Hino and... I can't believe I'm forgetting what it was. Uh, Kohei Sato, I was thinking sort of right. Yeah, Yuji Hino and Kohei Sato, and then it also had the... Uh, tag match between Masato Tanaka and Takashi Sugira versus Strong BJ. So those were both match of the year contenders for me. And then I had like Shuji Kondo and Sugi, which is awesome. And the Toyo Iwasaki in versus old guys match. And I don't know, it was just a fun show. I sort of wanted to even flip this out for the DDT show we discussed today. Like I love that show. That show was so, I was very close to switching something, but I didn't. But yeah, I ended up just sticking with this one. But what's your uh, third show of the year, or top number three show of the year? My number three was the NOAA 20th anniversary show from March 29th. I mean, this has to go in just because, you know, go in Vegeta alone. Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> the Sugiera match was good also. Um, yeah, I just like this show a lot. Like, the main event literally just pretty much uh, blasted it up into my top three alone. That just so happened to be my number two show of the year, which again, just because I go in Fujita, kind of have to bump it up for that. But I also love the uh, national title match with Sugira and Tanaka, and I enjoyed the um, junior title match between Ogawa and uh, Harada almost as much. And then the Rattel's match, Rattel's uh, Stinger match was fine, but for a four match card, it blew yeah. it flew by for the most part. And I don't know, it was just a fun watch and not a whole lot been better this year for me but something was better for me this year and uh might have been the same for you what's your uh number two i went uh wrestle kingdom night one for me i mean this this is just so good i guess i really could have put night two but just because i guess because the okada and naito match but i didn't put night two because the rest of the card was kind of eh. but night one was just filled with such good stuff i mean Top to bottom, it was a great, great experience. And that show happened to be my number one, uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night One. I didn't enjoy the Okada Ibushi match as much as most people did. Like, I, I still thought it was a great match. It's just the first 15, 10 minutes or whatever kind of. Typical Okada, you know, stare fist and whatever. Yeah, like it was just your typical Okada stuff at first, but. They got, I got I got into it at the end, and I still enjoyed it a lot. It's just I wasn't going all five stars, match of the year, or all that kind of nonsense, but still a great match. Had the Osprey and Okada match, or Osprey and Okada, Osprey and Hiromi match, which I loved, and just a bunch of other stuff. Like I think, I think the undercard of that mat, or that show was a lot better than the undercard of Night 2, yeah. even though, if I remember off the top of my head, a lot of people disagree with me, or disagree with us, but I don't know. Either way, I thought that was like one of the better sh- best shows of the year, so definitely something to check out. Uh, what's your number one? My number one was actually DDT Sweet Dreams. <laughs> you know I had to go kind of bonkers with this one. I mean, it had Masato and, you know, Harashima, so there's that, which was one of my favorite matches this entire year, so I just enjoy DDT because I, like, I just like funny shit. So if it entertains me, I'm going to put it up there, so. 
And next, we're going to talk uh, tag teams of the year. I'll go first with my uh, number three. My number three is Axes. Honestly, so far, it hasn't been a great year for tag wrestling, but uh, you could kind of say the same thing for last year. But so far this year, Axes at least had uh, one of the best tag title matches I've seen this year with uh, facing Marfuji and Mochizuki. So, got to give them that. And then there's it doesn't technically count for our year-end awards, but uh, their match so far in Global Tag League, I enjoyed that a bit. So, guess that's who I'm going to go with for three. Who you got for three? As you said, tag wrestling has kind of been kind of on the downside so far this year. Um, for three, I actually went Nautilus from DDT. I mean, they've just they've just been incredible. I love watching Naomi and Ueno do their thing. They're just really, really good. Really good young guys, you know. Every time they're on, they're fun. I like seeing them work with the other members of Disaster Box. You know, the Harashima match. Or the Harashima, you know, the six-man six tag match from the uh, April 4th show. Just so good, everything that they do, I like. So, yeah, that's why they're number three. And Nautilus is my number two. <laughs> Just like everything she said. I think they've had a great tag run so far this year. And even in, like, six-mans and stuff, they've been fun. and. As far as uh, DDT goes, they're close to being my uh, favorite DDT tag team, but might have someone a little higher than them. Uh, but uh, who's your number two? My number two is Axis. <laughs> I don't think we really um, disagree too much on the tag team stuff. I mean, you pretty much said it all. These guys, they're, they're both just really fucking good. And I like them working together. So, I mean, you can't go wrong here. Number one, I think... <laughs> I think we have um I think we have the same answer. Yeah, my number one is Damn Hearts. <laughs> just in six man or straight tags. They've all been great. Like if you just take them as a faction, they're they've had a lot of great stuff. Like just the uh KOD six man title matches have been great. You've had Soma and Shima doing their thing, which has been fun. And even if I'm just strictly talking the six man, I think they've had great uh matches so far with their title run. So I don't know both these factions. I loved individually and then coming together. I love it even more. So gotta love some damn hearts. What you think, Caitlin? Yep. They're my number one too. They've just, they've brought a lot of fun, even more fun. I should say to DDT. Uh, like you said, whether it's regular tag, six man tag, it's always a really good match from them. So you can't go wrong with a combination of Strong Hearts and Damnation, two of the best factions out there. So that's why they're number one. Then the uh, next category we'll talk about is our top three wrestlers of the year. I'll start off with mine. My number three is Katsuhiko Nakajima from Pro Wrestling Noah. Great pick. Like, just the stuff with Axes has been great too, but his single stuff has been even better. His match, like I already said, his match with Ashino is one of my favorite matches this year. And I don't know, like he's, as far as uh, guys I've given or I've added most to my list of recommendation, recommended matches, he's been up there for, he's been up there as much as just about anybody. Like I think he's been, I think I've given him like five matches that I, I recommended. I'd have to look at my actual list, but he's been up there both in singles and in tags and he's just been a great wrestler so far this year. Who's your number three? My number three is Hiromu. 
I don't want to put him so low, but it's just the fact that, you know, this whole situation has kind of thrown everything off. So he hasn't had many matches past, like, Wrestle Kingdom that have been, you know, really good. Because, unfortunately, he was just a bunch of tags, but whatever. I think the body of his work just from um, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 and the Ryu Lee, Dragon Lee match was good enough to put him in my top three. And hopefully we'll come back soon. So I can get more matches with him because I really fucking, I really fucking miss him. Yeah, like he was up there for me too, but I said like because New Japan hasn't been running shit lately, and just the fact that outside of big title matches, juniors don't get shit in New Japan. So he's basically just been in tag matches and stuff outside of those matches, and some of those have been really great too. Like I think it was like an eight man on like some Corkin or a six man that he was really good in. So. Uh, but yeah, he just didn't make the cut, unfortunately. My number two, which kind of pains me to say so far, he was my front runner up until yeah. a few weeks ago. Masato Tanaka from Zero One, he is my number two wrestler of the year. His KOD tag title, or KOD tag title, his KOD title run has been incredible, and he's had stuff outside of that with a lot of his Zero One stuff, and he's just been on fire this so far this year and I hope it continues once he gets to do more stuff but I don't know when he's gonna well, we're supposed to have a title match yeah the, the 12th, 12th yeah when he faces Dr. Fuji so oh yeah that's um I think it's supposed to be a Corkin but it's gonna be a Shinjuku face or now or, or something like that mm-hmm. but can't wait for that Sakaguchi match I think that'll be another great like honestly Tanaka's only blemish on his uh year so far is the uh Takashita match and even then other people seem, or more people like, seem to enjoy that compared to me, or depends on your circles, I guess, but that's the only thing he's really done that I haven't enjoyed, so he's my number two. Who's your number two? My number two is also Masato Tanaka. Like you said, he's been he's been really, really good in DDT. Uh, the tag match I saw from Zero One was excellent also. Like you said, the only blemish I could really give him right now is the Takashita match. And even then, I'm like, mm, I don't think it hurts him that much to drop him out of, like, top two. So, yeah. And then my number one wrestler of the year was uh, Goshi Izaki from Pro Wrestling Noah. He's just, just like Nakajima, he's been in incredible tag matches. But uh, he's also had great singles title matches. He's had the Fujita match, which was is my, one of my favorite matches this year. And then he's also had the uh, title match where he won the title for Katsuki Amiyo on January 4th, which is up there for the best matches of January 4th. Honestly, it probably is my favorite match of January 4th. And I don't know, it's just Go's been on a roll so far, and we'll see what he can do for the rest of the year, but I've been enjoying him a lot this year. What's your uh, number one? My number one is also Go. Damn it, stop copying me! But no, he has had a super, 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 super incredible run so far. I hope he keeps it up. You know, he probably will because he's super consistent. You can't go wrong with the Fujita match. Like he said, the Kaito match was really good. I remember watching that. That was that was super fun. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just fucking incredible. I promise you, we didn't refer we notes. Yeah, like. I basically made my list, and then she made hers a little a couple days afterwards. 
because I, I pretty much came up with the idea to do this first and then told her about it once I'd already made my list, essentially. But <laughs> yeah, we're not conspiring. We just kind of have similar tastes, I guess. Um, and then uh, next topic or next award or category or whatever is our top three promotions of the year. Uh, let me go first on this one, I guess. Okay. Uh, my number three promotion of the year is All Japan Pro Wrestling. They've been on a great run so far. Kento's had some great title matches. And you're going to be my promotion of the year soon, I think, once Ashino gets going. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, um, I've enjoyed All Japan a lot this year. So it's it was kind of between them and New Japan as my number three. But I think new since All Japan's kind of still been running and doing other stuff, I kind of went with them. But All Japan's been great this year and definitely a promotion to check out. What's your number three? I would put All Japan for three if I had watched a little bit more. But they might. They'll, they'll probably move up to, you know, top three at the end of the year. But um, I just put GCW just because they're typically a lot of fun. These last few shows were a little hit or miss, especially with, like, the no crowd people. I was like, mm, I'm not not feeling this one but typically they're a lot of fun and i enjoy them uh definitely earlier on in the year i think they had better shows i can't think of any off the top of my head right now but yeah i just i typically like gcw so they get the three spot yeah they're definitely up there for uh, promotions of the year for me like she said like they were especially early on in the year they had some great stuff and if i was just talking about american Oh, yeah. promotions i definitely no put them up there but just like in general if i'm just talking in general throughout the world i'm gonna go with someone i'm probably gonna go with japan japanese wrestling unfortunately that's kind of just my bias i guess but um my number two was ddt they've been having a great year so far not as great as usual like i think last year they had a much better start of the year but even so they've been having a Great matches. Masato Tanaka's title reign's been awesome. Harshima and Into Aoki's extreme title run have been great. And then Damnation into Nautilus for the tag titles have been awesome. And it's been fun promotion to watch as always. What's your number two? My number two is also DDT. Again, they've had a great run so far this year. You know, little bumps in the road. But um, they've done a great job, especially with these No People shows, especially in the dojo. So I think that really, really helps them, you know, solidify this number two spot. I think once, you know, all this stuff is not over, but I guess under control, it'll get it'll get better for them, too. Well, better for everyone in general, but, you know. Yeah, I think DDT has definitely handled the No People shows better than just about anybody. So I think that definitely gives them a bump for promotion of the year. Because the only promotions I can really think of that have handled it as well as them has been like Dragon Gate for the one show they did. And AEW for the most part. They had like one pickup. We'll see about this week. I'm going to be interesting. But either way, DT's up there for me. But my number one promotion of the year is Pro Wrestling Noah. I'm kind of surprised I'd say that because last year I wasn't as into them. Like I enjoyed them a lot. I still enjoy them. Like I've, I followed them more closely from last year before then I wasn't really uh, into them as much or watching. I'd watch hype matches and shit like that. But I think last year's year I started following them more like even closer. And I think this year is probably the closest I followed them in general because 
for one, they're like one of the few promotions still running, but they've been having a great year so far this year. Their um, Corgan Hall shows from uh, April, or not April 1st, from January 4th and January 5th. The, both those Corkins were really good, and uh, Junior Tag, or Junior League was really good, and these No People shows have been alright, and Global Tag League, and I don't know, there's a fun promotion to watch, and definitely one of the most exciting to watch now that they're under uh, DT's umbrella, and kind of have some money to throw around and not quite throw around, but they're definitely the, one of the more interesting promotions to watch right now. Yeah. My number one was also pro wrestling. Noah, they've just, they've just done everything. You know, right. I can't really ask too much more from them. Um, I think it is some of the better wrestling that you'll find that's still going on too. Um, yeah. I mean, you pretty much, pretty much said it all. So, they're number one. Though, um, <clears throat> I do want to give a little bit of a shout out to Stardom. I think they've had yeah. the best start of the year they've had in a little bit, but I think part of that was just carried on the fact that Kagetsu's retirement tour was happening under them, and it was awesome. But I still think they've done better than they were doing last year, sure. despite a way to tie, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but I think Stardom deserves a good shout for a little honorable mention runner up whatever you want to call it but uh lastly let's go through our top 10 matches of the year currently uh i'll let you start let's go with your uh number 10 this might seem a little low but i was just going based off of my uh my rankings but for 10 i put um mayu Watani and takumi Urua from the stardom show again we kind of talked we both talked about this <laughs> Just a really great Joshi match. Just a well, not even just Joshi or women. Just a good, really good wrestling match in general. Uh, my number ten is Mako Satomura versus Kagetsu from uh, Kagetsu Retirement Show. I already talked about that a little bit. I could maybe flip that with the uh, Blast Queen title match, but I'm just gonna stick with Mako for now, <laughs> just for uh, match of the year purposes. But we already talked about that enough. I really enjoyed this match a lot, and definitely something to go check out. What's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Kaito Kiyomiya and uh, Go Shizaki. Yeah, this one was really good. You might be a little bit higher on this one than I was, but I definitely ended up enjoying it a lot. It'll probably end up sticking around in my top ten, but we'll see. I don't can't really tell what's gonna go on this year anymore, so. My number nine was uh, Daisuke Harada versus Hajime Ohara yeah. from uh, NOAA Global Junior League 2020 from January 30th. Just one of the better, uh, one of the best junior matches so far this year and just one of the best matches in general. Like, definitely my favorite match of that whole tournament. And it was just awesome to watch. I'm glad I was able to check that out on DC Universe. So thank you, Cyber Agent. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great match. Uh, what's your... Uh, Number eight. My number eight was uh, Daisuke Sekimoto and Yuji Okabayashi versus Masato Tanaka and uh, Takashi Sugiera from the Zero One. Was it 19th anniversary show? Or something yeah. like that? 19th? Yeah. Okay. I could remember. Uh, just hard hitting shit. Really fucking good tag match. Definitely one of my favorite tag matches of this year. If not, you know. One of or one of the best so far, but again, tag wrestling's kind of meh. 
But yeah, really good shit. My number eight match was Hideki Suzuki versus Katsuhiko Nakajima from Noah Higher Ground 2020, uh, February 16th. Just awesome uh, 30-minute draw. I'm been a lot of great 30-minute draws, but I think this one was the best one so far this year. And I love Nakajima, and it's just been fun, awesome match. I can't really say tell you what, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely go out of your way to check that out. Uh, what's your test number eight? That was eight. Yeah, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven, I went Kagetsu and Mako. I think we pretty much went over this, you know, in good detail. Just really, really good stuff. Good emotional story background, all that good shit. My number seven was Kaito Kiyomiya versus Goshi Ozaki from Noah and Korokan Hall, day one, New Sunrise. From uh, January 4th, as I said, this was the best match to happen on January 4th. It was just incredible. Like, it was even better as I, I think, I can't remember if I went unspoiled or not. I can't remember which one was live. Was it the 4th or the 5th that was live? I think it was the 5th that was live. I think so. Because I remember when we saw the result. Either way. (laughs) I think it was the other thing. Even even, un- even spoiled, I enjoyed this a lot. It was an incredible match and one of the best title matches so far this year. What's your number six? My number six was Kento Miyahara versus Suwama. <laughs> I mean, you don't really get much better than that. Kento was being Kento. Uh, Suwama looked great. I think Kento really elevated him in this match. You know, the crowd was so hot behind it. You know, they were, you know, they're all for Kento. And and then at the end, you know, the crowd's all mixed. And then when he wins, it it's, it just feels good. It was really, really awesome match. Yeah, we talked about this match last week. But I was also uh, Kento Mihara versus Suwama from the February 23rd show. And it was just Kento at his best. And he wasn't, like, I know there's some people, or there's some things people don't like about his wrestling but i think he hid he didn't do most of that as well like he wasn't spamming the knee strikes and shit like that as much as he usually does and suamo was just at his peak right now and i don't know it's awesome match and definitely something to go check out what's your number five my number five is pretty much it's gonna be the same for my top five men's it doesn't really change to be honest so it's uh hiromu takahashi versus ryu lee think we went into detail on this one enough so yeah yeah i'll say i think both of our top five are basically gonna be the same as they were for the men's but uh number five was harashima versus Masato tanaka from dt sweet dreams 2020 and we already talked about that enough so let's get to uh top four what's your number four my number four is uh kazuchika okada versus tetsuya naito again another match that doesn't really need to be talked about. We've already covered it. Really good. Awesome. Finish. Whatever. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, my number four is also Naito versus Okada from night one of Wrestle Kingdom. And we already talked that to death. So what's our, uh, what's your number three? Arashima versus Masato Tanaka. Now, yeah, you kind of see where we're going here. <laughs> and my number three is, uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Ryu Lee, New Japan beginning in Osaka 2020. 
again, already talked about this enough, so I'm not going to go into it, but uh, what's your number two? Haru Takahashi versus Will Ospreay from Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. Yeah, I already went into detail about this one. And my number two was Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Shotaro Ashino from Wrestle 1, February 12th. Again, it's an awesome match. Really emotional. Really great uh, crowd response from it. And uh, what's your number one? Number one is, I wonder what it is. <laughs> Skoshi Izaki versus uh, Kazuyuki Fujita. Not much more to say. Everyone else has said it. We've said it. There you go. And my number one is uh, Goshi Izaki versus Kazuki Fujita also. But, uh, or was it actually The Fiend versus John Cena? <laughs> no, that, that match was actually funny as fuck, so it's definitely something to check out. But we didn't, we watched WrestleMania, but we're not going to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for our show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, found some stuff to watch. If not, uh, hopefully we solidified your opinion on some things or... <laughs> annoyed you with our opinions whatever but hopefully you enjoy the show uh last thing i want to talk about is uh matches of the week let's talk about stuff we didn't talk about yet because uh, i went on a deep dive catching up on my uh triple a so let me just plow through that real quick from march 1st uh from triple a pagano versus chess man this is an awesome match and it was funny because um the match ended in a no contest, but then the ref gave it was like for a trophy, and they gave the trophy to Pagano anyway, even though it went to a no contest. Um, from the March sixth show, Bobby Apache and Kari Salomomia Jr. versus Kara and Viana Three Jr. Uh, from March eighth, Bobby Apache and La Hiedra versus Lady Maravilla and Lady Shani. Uh, Pagano and Pentagon Jr. versus Los Singobernables. L.A. Park and Rouge Toro Blanco from that same show. That's it for AAA. For uh, Seedling from March 10th, Leon versus Takushi versus Misa Matui. That was an awesome three-way. Same show, Hiroyo Matsumoto and Siori versus Max Voltage, Miyuki Takase and Ryo Mizunami. I love Miyuki Takase. She's been a highlight of Ever since I started watching her more intently, now that Actress Girls is actually kind of making more tape and she's just showing up in other places making tape, she's been one of my favorite Joshi going on right now. And then I talked about it a little bit earlier, but the main event of that show, uh, Arisa Nakajima versus Rina Yamashita for the title from that same show. Then from uh, Big Japan, March 21st, their night three of uh, Strong Climb, T-Hawk versus Daichi Hashimoto. And Yasufumi Nakanoe versus Yuya Aoki. Both great matches. I talk about that at length on uh, John Carroll's podcast. But I'll mention that in a little bit. But as far as shows we watched. That we discussed this week. Our uh, matches of the week are all from DDT. Unless you have some. uh, You want to talk about some Noah? No. I I think we're good here. So how about you run down the uh, DDT matches of the week. That we want to recommend. Let's see. We have Damnation, which consisted of Daisuke Sasaki, Mad Polly, and Soma Takao versus All Out, which was Akido and Shunma Katsumata and Yuki Onaya from the DDT April 4th show. I mean, these are all pretty much going to be from April 4th, so there you go. 
uh, Siri versus Saki Akai, Chris Brooks and Dan Shokudino versus Moonlight Express, uh, Shinya Aoki versus Makoto Oishi, uh, L. Lindemann, T-Hawk, and Tetsuya Endo versus Disaster Box with Harashima, Naomi Yoshimura, and Yuki Ueno. So pretty much that whole show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, that's it for us this week. Before we uh, get going, I do want to plug uh, my appearance on uh, Wrestling Omakase with uh, John Carroll, where we discussed the uh, Noah show f- from uh, 329, which had the Go and Fujita match. And we discussed the uh, Big Japan uh, Strong Climb Night 3, March 21st, and then talked a little bit about uh, Wrestle One's legacy. So uh, check out Wrestling Omakase. One of my favorite podcasts, and always glad to hop on with John and talk to them about some wrestling. But for us, we got to figure out what we're going to do next week. Uh, Thinking right now might be a little more Joshi centric, watch some Ice Ribbon, and maybe watch the All Japan show we didn't watch. And whatever Noah, I guess, Tag League stuff shows up. I don't know how much there's really going to be before next week. Yeah, the. April drought hasn't hit quite yet, so we got a we got a little bit to talk about, and if it does end up, we'll figure something out. But, but that's it for this week. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow me personally, you can at ASPIR underscore. And if you want to follow Caitlin, you can at Ticking Time Boss. But uh, that's all we got for you this week, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.